0: So it's in that atmosphere of worship that we come to hear God's word. And uh, Jane's going to come and read to us from John's Gospel. So do please be seated. The reading is from um, John 20, verses 19 to 23. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray now that we would hear from you. So would you quieten our hearts, put aside the worries and the joys of the week. Would you help us to tune into your voice and what it is that you're saying to each of us here this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, today is the completion of our three-week mini-series in understanding our gospel identity. And today, I'm going to be speaking on We Are Missionaries. My guess is that a few of you are starting to feel a little bit concerned and a little bit uncomfortable already. When you hear the word missionary, what is the first thought that comes to your mind? I wonder if perhaps it's a person being sent overseas, maybe to Africa or South America. Is it something that you think that somebody else does? It happens in another country, probably a poorer country, maybe where there isn't any water. It's when other people are paid to tell others about who Jesus is. They're professional. So let me just say right now, you may well be thinking some of those things, and I kind of understand that, and I get that. But I want to say, don't be tempted to switch off here and think that this doesn't apply to me. Because I believe that this is part of all of our gospel identity. All of us are called to be missionaries. All of us are missionaries. That is part of our gospel identity. And I hope that I'm going to be able to help you to see and understand why I think that's the case. It's a part of every follower of Jesus and every disciple is called to be a missionary. You may remember this is the third and final part of our mini-series, and the challenge for us to live into what God says that we are, or who God says that we are. It becomes a faith issue to believe who we truly are. And when we aren't, it isn't just a question of us behaving in the wrong way, but I believe it's rooted in a wrong belief or a lack of faith or a lack of understanding of who we truly are so we're in danger of forgetting who we are and perhaps trying to win that sense of identity so my hope is that reminding us about the truth of who we are and what God has done for us so we begin to live differently We begin to live according to the identity that God has given to us through what He did on the cross for us. God's activity in the gospel leads to a change in identity that by faith we take hold of and begin to live out in our everyday lives. It's a vision about identity, not about activity it's not about doing more stuff but rather understanding the nature of who we are in Christ the world says find your identity in accomplishments and relationships and lifestyle and acquiring all the goodies the world says find uh, the religion says find your identity in practices and religious observances that you perform but the gospel says that our identity is given to us through Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross and in week one I was helping us to see that we are children because God is our father and so therefore we're a family. Last week we were thinking about how Jesus came to serve not to be served and that as his followers and being baptised into Christ, you and I are now servants, and we're seeking to serve one another, to serve the world out there, because God is our King, and we are his servants. And so we live in obedience to his call on our lives. You see, we can't earn our identity, we can't deserve it, we can't do enough to please God to give us something. It's already been given to us. It's a sense of freedom because of Christ's death and resurrection, he gives us a new identity that each of us is called to live into. And so our actions flow out, flow out of an understanding of who we truly are. Now the word mission is defined as the act of sending or being sent. And as Christians, I believe that we've often focused on the sense of sending. Missionaries are being sent out to wherever it happens to be. And that we lose sight of the being sent. And so we think primarily about sending missionaries or supporting missionaries who are abroad doing God's work, I guess is what we might term it. But what about understanding ourselves to be sent both individually and collectively here as a family at Christchurch. The understanding of being sent should proceed from what I believe to be a necessary reclaiming of the biblical understanding of what mission is. Too often we think of mission as an activity among other equally important activities in the life of a church. We tend to think of mission as something that the church does. But scripture paints a very different picture. The entire Bible is generated by and all about God's mission. The mission of God is the grand narrative of scripture and it highlights the missionary nature of God throughout the story. Missio Deo is a theological term used to describe the missionary attribute of God, the very character of who he is. So theologians will, tend, will tell us that God is a missionary God. And Missio Deo literally means... The sending of God. In the Old Testament, is full of examples God sending. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, and of course, Israel, the people of God. In the Old Testament, God is portrayed as the sovereign Lord who sends in order to announce and complete his redemptive mission. That was ha- what was happening with all the individuals and then the people of God, Israel. They were called to, s- to be sent out in order to proclaim the-, the truth of who God was and to call the people back to God as their king. And so the Old Testament is full of the Hebrew verb to send, shelach It's found nearly 800 times in the Old Testament. It reveals to us that God is, Is the missionary God, the sending God who sends himself. We come on to that at the end of the Old Testament ends with Malachi. He's a prophet and towards the end of the book of Malachi, right at the end of the Old Testament, he prophesies and says, see I am going to send my messenger. It was a prophetic call to say at some point in the future, God is going to send a messenger calling the people to get ready for the arrival of the Messiah, the King. The very next book in the Bible, well, it's Matthew actually, but in the, in the, in the New Testament, in the Gospels, we see the arrival of John the Baptist, the one that Malachi was prophetically saying, is going to come to prepare the way for the arrival of the King, the Messiah. And we understand that John the Baptist was a man sent by God. Do you see how the story is all about God sending people? Because he's a missionary sending God. That is the nature of the character of who he is. We see this also in the dynamic relationship within the Trinity. God the Father sends the Son... Jesus comes because the Father has sent him to reveal the full extent of God's grace and love to the people, to call them back to himself, to offer himself as a sacrifice so that he will die on the cross and call people back to himself because he has made it possible for sins to be forgiven and for us to enter back into relationship with God the Father. So God the Father sends the Son and the Son sends the Spirit and the Son and the Spirit and the Father sent the church out into the world today to proclaim, to demonstrate and declare the good news of who Jesus is. In our reading today, we heard in John 20 and 21. Let me just remind you of those verses. John 20, 21 and 22. And again, Jesus said to his disciples, remember, they're in a locked room because uh, they've seen Jesus die on the cross and they're afraid and they're waiting. And Jesus appears to them and he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus speaks to his disciples and said, I've been sent by the Father and now I'm sending you to carry on my mission, to complete the mission that God gave me, that I'm now giving you, that he gives to each one of us here now today, as his followers, as his disciples in the 21st century. Jesus breathed on them. It's the same word that is used in Genesis chapter 2, 7 when God breathes into Adam and Eve and gives them the breath of life. And God breathes onto his disciples the Holy Spirit to empower and equip them, to propel them out to be sent to complete the task that God had given to Jesus and now Jesus was giving to them. But sending them out, empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit, to carry on that mission. So, it's a core part of our identity to be missionaries, being a missionary sending God. We're primarily saying something about who God is and his work in the world. The scriptures recount how God worked in history to bring everything back under his gracious rule and reign through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And in Jesus, he's making all things new so that we can place our trust in Jesus, trusting that we are now new creations with a new identity, radically called into fellowship with God as our Father, with one another as our brothers and sisters, sent to serve the world and sent out to be missionaries to declare the truth about who God is and what he has done. Jesus' mission on earth began with the words, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. It was clear from the outset of that call that to be disciples was not a calling to to a religious life, but rather to a devoted mission to go and make disciples. Uh, sorry, to go and make fishes of men. We understand that to mean to go and make disciples. In Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was gifted to God's people to enable them to participate in this ongoing mission of God's in the world. And from the day of Pentecost, the people of God became a missionary movement that was forever expanding, going out from its centre, Jesus. But more about that next Sunday, because that's Pentecost Sunday next week. So at the end of John's Gospel, as Jesus appears to his disciples after the resurrection, he says, As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And then he breathed the Spirit on them to send them out as his ambassadors. As the people that will proclaim the truth about who the king is, about what he has done. And we see a similar pattern at the end of Matthew's gospel, Matthew 28. In the words of Jesus to his disciples, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. It's the Great Commission. It's about going. It's about living out that sentness. And that's something that each and every one of us is called to. As his followers and disciples today, we join in with that mission. We are being sent, each and every one of us, to your places of work, to your places of leisure at the gym, Uh, when you're gathering with a group of friends down in the cafe. You are being sent as a missionary, as an ambassador, as a representative of, of Jesus Christ. And so we're being called to live out a life that will demand a Jesus explanation. So when people see you and encounter you and hear you, they'll say, what, what is it about these people? What is it about these Christians, the way that they live? What is going on in there that they live like that? What makes them do that? What makes them speak like that? We live as missionaries, as representatives of the King, in order that we demand that people ask us, why would you live like that? Why would you do that? The explanation is always Jesus. It's because of him and who, what he's done for us. And so our participation in God's mission is a natural outworking of our identity. When we understand that we are missionaries, we are sent people to the world out there that is broken and in need of good news, in need of restoration and healing and experiencing and understanding the truth about who God is, and how much he loves them and what he's done in order to make it possible for them to come back to him. Mission, then, is very simply giving witness to who Jesus is through the declaration and demonstration of what we believe and how we live. Mission takes place in the everyday, ordinary acts of life. It's not just what happens out there in another country when we pay and support missionaries to do God's work. It's what happens in your life the moment you leave this building. Whether you're chatting to your neighbour over the fence, whether you're cracking on to work at 7 o'clock on Monday morning with a sense of dread as you're going into the office, whether you're hanging out with your mates down at the pub or the cricket ground or wherever it happens to be, whatever you are doing, you are being sent by the king to be his representative, to live in such a way that it would demand a Jesus explanation for the way that you live. So my encouragement to you today is to simply say that you are all missionaries. You are all being sent out into a broken world to reveal the truth about who Jesus is and what he has done for you. It's why we've been getting the young people to tell their six-word story, training them to be able to tell their friends the difference that Jesus has made in their life. Because they're missionaries being sent into their places of school amongst their school friends to declare and demonstrate the truth about who Jesus is. As missionaries we're sent by God to join with him in restoring all things to him. And I'm calling you into this as a way of life. So that you understand your identity in Christ as missionaries, as sent people. And My question to you today is will you embrace this and embody this missionary identity?